Hey guys, my guest tonight, Constance Victoria Briggs, and I will be talking about ETs and their links to Earth. I'll be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? I hope you said well, because I'm doing well. Uh, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour, and I hope the camera stays on, because it just disconnected on me, and I had to pop back in. Internet's been so wonky ever since the big storms and everything that it's kind of totally unpredictable, you know, if it's going to stay on or how long. Anyway, um, I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal problem or you think you have a paranormal problem, we can get to you. It might take us a couple days because California is a huge state. But uh, don't despair because we will get to you. And in the case that we can't get you right away, we do have mediums and psychics on the staff who could phone you and talk to you about what may or may not be going on in your home or business. And if it is paranormal, they can settle the energy down until we can get out there. But it's never more than one or two days because, again, we have, I have people all over the state, 45 people. Just up and down. And Oregon, Washington, Nevada, Hawaii. Okay. All right. Well, if you're watching from Facebook tonight, a lot of you are, you like what you see, please feel free to hit that follow button. We're always looking for followers. And uh, same thing goes for YouTube. If you're watching from YouTube and you like what you see, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. We're trying to build up to that thousand subscriber number. We're getting there. We're definitely getting there. And I appreciate it. Uh, if, and again, if you like what you see, please, uh, Leave us an emoji, thumbs up, heart, smileys, things like that. Because what that does between Facebook and uh, YouTube is it puts us out, and you know, Facebook sees that, and the computers see that, and it puts us further out into the internet so that we're distributed to other people, you know, more and more and more people. Same thing for YouTube. Um, you know, if you, if you do that and you guys participate in the chat room, it helps a lot. It helps a lot to get the, to, to get them to distribute the video out. Okay. That being said, my guest and I has been on before. Fascinating lady to talk to, Constance Victoria Briggs. And we're going to be talking about ETs and, and, and their link to Earth today. So it should be an interesting talk. All right. So without further ado, let me bring Constance in and uh, let's get caught up with her and get rolling on the show. Here we go. Hello. Hi. I see you again. It's good to see you. <laughs> I love your introduction, by the way. I love Thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Tell everybody about you, because we have we have okay. a lot of people to get to know you. So t tell me about you. Okay. So um, I am an author uh, of metaphysical topics and gal galactic and cosmic subjects. Oh, here we go okay. with the internet. It's going to be one Sorry. of those nights. What? Hang Sorry? on one second, Constance. All right. Yeah. Tell me about you. Okay. So I'm an author. I started out uh, writing about metaphysical topics, but these days I'm working on uh, galactic and cosmic mysteries and history. Um, uh, fall, what falls under that umbrella are extraterrestrials and uh, UFOs, UAPs, etc. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what got you interested in all that? Okay, so the short story is I was always uh, interested in life in outer space. You know, I, I never doubted that we were alone in the universe. I did a lot of studying on the subject. As I was writing on my metaphysical books, I was also collecting stories um, for galactic books later, which I've done. And um, I've just always felt a connection to uh, or a pull to something, something else. And I wondered, you know, just like everybody else, 
why are we here? Where did we come from? You know, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to answer questions. I didn't want to be in the dark. But today I have found that more people are asking questions about what's going on out there in the cosmos and also what's going on 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 earth today with the stuff we're seeing in the skies and the ufos and the uaps and all of that so i wanted to help get word out that no we're not alone in the universe i've researched it for years and to help answer some of the questions people may have about the topic absolutely and uh tell me is there is there i mean there's a lot of information about this topic some of it's probably erroneous and in your research, what have you found that really stands out? Wow, there's just so much. You know, Charlotte, this new book that I have out, uh, Earth Galactic History and its Extra connect, uh, Terrestrial Connection, I, I would say the, the most thing that, that stands out about that topic is that extraterrestrials have touched every part of this planet that they're out there, we've been visited, and they've touched every area. And that's basically what the book is about. I've taken us on kind of a journey mm -hmm. uh, from, from beginning, from when the extraterrestrials were visiting in, ancient, in our ancient past, all the way up to today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm a big fan of Chariots of the Gods. Love the book, I still have it. And let's talk a little bit about it, because like you, like you mentioned, you know, the ancients, how frequent do you think that the extraterrestrials were here visiting the ancients? So, you know, this is this is what's really interesting um, about about the whole ancient astronaut thing is they clearly, you know, Van, uh, Eric Van Doniken, as you said, documented all of this in his book. Mm -hmm. They clearly were visiting us openly in the beginning. There are stories of what many cultures refer to as star people visiting earth it wasn't just one place on earth it was many cultures that mm -hmm. talked about different aspects now we've got the native uh, tribes native american tribes that refer to them as star people whereas across the seas they referred to them as gods but they all came from the stars in some sort of ship and in all the stories they talk about the ships, they talk about them coming, but what was interesting is that they were interacting with humanity across the world, known world as, as it was back then. They were living among us, they were educating us, they were, um, some of them were big. I mean, we've got pictures out of Egypt and other areas of these big beings, tall beings, much bigger than us, you know, interacting. The question is, why did they stop? Where did they go and why did they stop openly uh, associating with us? Well, that's one question that I've had. And I always thought maybe because you know, maybe it's because back in the ancient times, our, our brains, I'm going to say our smarts, you know, back then weren't as quite where, where they are now as far as our technology and, and, our, and our ability to comprehend what they are and who they are. Because back then they looked upon them as gods. Whereas now we don't do that. What's your thoughts? I think that's a good point. I think that, you know, th that what you're saying has is, is correct. But I think that also there there's more to it than that. I mm -hmm. think that once, and this is just my speculation, but once we reached a certain point, they withdrew. Now, they withdrew either for us to, uh, to uh, watch us perhaps develop on our own. Mm -hmm. see where we would go as a global community, see where we would take it, see us develop, all right? And or there may have, I talk about this in my book, I believe that there are galactic hierarchies out there, mm -hmm. all right, that have a hand and a say in what's happening with civilizations in the galaxy and in us. And, and maybe they were told to, you know, cut it out or withdraw and let us develop on our own, and uh, we're looking forward to a time now when they would start preparing us for contact. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're here on this earth right now? Do you, I'm sorry, do I think they're on the earth right now? You cut out for yeah. a second. Yeah, do you think they're here on the earth right now? Uh, you, I do believe that we are being visited. Now, I said that they 
they withdrew. And what I meant when I said that is by their their mass presence. Mm -hmm. But I think that they were they were they they stuck around quietly, out of sight, in the skies observing us. But are they here? I think they're here, and I think there's uh, different uh, different ones, different groups of them. I think that we've got um, extraterrestrials everywhere, quite, quite frankly. As crazy as that sounds, if you've got your hands in this research, like I do and others do, then you know that people are seeing things every single day and mm -hmm. coming up with stories of uh, things, uh, extraterrestrials or, or aliens that they've seen mm -hmm. um, accidentally or UFOs. So they're here. And there's some people, uh, you know, it's rumored that they're here to observe us. Um, it's also said that they would like to prepare us through our uh, science fiction and our social media and our books um, for contact. And that uh, e that some of them are very humanoid looking. That's what I've heard. And we wouldn't recognize them. But we've also got people like a Mr. Uh, Charles Hall, who has come forward, many people have come forward and he said he was working with extraterrestrials on a military base and he called them the tall ones. Hmm. And uh, that was supposed to be, you know, uh, at that time, secret information, but eventually he's written a lot of books about it and he's very credible. So yes, I think they're here. I think that they are hidden. They're either hiding themselves or maybe there's some working with the government. Maybe they're trying to give humankind technology. Maybe mm -hmm. they've come in uh, giving us X, uh, upgrades because, you know, there is thought that uh, extraterrestrials help to create us. They may be trying to extend our lives. They may be seeing how we progress. And they just may be here for, you know, protection, too, because, uh, you know, in our, in our universe, it is good and bad. So they may be here as uh, some kind of guardians as well. Do you think now with all the, you know, studies that, that, that they've done with us, you know, all the abductions and everything that appears to be gene related and all that, do you think that they've been able to infiltrate even like outside those bases because they look so much more human now? So they're able to like maybe be your neighbor across the street. Yeah. Yeah, people, people don't really like, like to think about that sometimes. And then other people find it fascinating. You know, um, if, if I liken it to that, uh, that movie, Jupiter Rising. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but uh, there were extraterrestrials with a home there. They were living in, uh, you know, a, I don't know, some residential area, and they were passing for human. You couldn't tell the difference. And from my studies of people that have experiences, that have had experiences with ETs, some of them pass for human. In my book, I list some of the, uh, the um, groups that are well known to Earth. And some of them are very humanoid looking. You couldn't tell them apart. And there have been people who said, you know, I, I could have sworn I saw a tall white. They looked human, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. And you get these kind of stories. And then there are stories of others who um, had extraterrestrials approach them and they weren't the, the gray alien looking uh, mm -hmm. beings that we see everywhere. They were approached by humanoid beings. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, so they're here for whatever reason. And there could be a thousand reasons for, um, uh, I, I, uh, I don't see you, Charlie, but I'll keep talking. Yeah, yeah, keep talking. Don't keep talking. I'm going to refresh my camera here, so. Keep going. I'll be right back. <laughs> Some of the reasons that they're thought to be visiting Earth. Um, one is they may be here for uh, mining resources. Uh, you know, there have been tales, for example, of extraterrestrials uh, being seen extracting water from large bodies of water around Earth. Um, there are There's the idea that they may be... Uh, mining still for gold, which is a very ancient tale that extraterrestrials came to Earth in ancient times for, for gold. They may be here for resources. What's, what, what's, what's also very interesting is if, if we have, and I believe we do, many civilizations out there in the universe, they could be traveling here for 
for knowledge, you know, for science, mm -hmm. like a field trip even. But they've been told, just like in Star Trek, about a prime directive. You can sure. go, but you can't interfere. Um, so there could be many reasons that they're coming here. They've been here, though, throughout history. And I, and I talk about that in my new book. Interesting. How long did it take you to research all this stuff? Because, I mean, there's just so much out there. How were you able to pick and choose what you wanted to use? Yeah, you know, it wasn't easy. I mean, to me, to me, my book is incomplete because there's still much to, so much to put in there. But I wanted to uh, have a story, a few stories, a few accounts for every part of the earth. So if I could just tell you what's in it. Sure. I don't, so I have a chapters on you know, human origins, where I talk about, um, you know, whether or not extraterrestrials had a hand in creating humanity. And um, I'm just going to go down real quick. And mm -hmm. I talk about extraterrestrials in our ancient past, extraterrestrials in the oceans, in the hollow earth, um, sign signals that they've sent us, extraterrestrials and the UFOs, stargates, wormholes, Mm -hmm. um, extraterrestrials among us? Are they battling for Earth? I wanted to, uh, oh, and who encountered them in space? So mm -hmm. I wanted to just have, to answer your question, in a well-rounded view mm -hmm. to start people in understanding that they've been around and, and touched every area of, of, of our lives and our Earth since the beginning. How fascinating. Do you think that maybe, uh, like you say, you know, there have been reports of them working on in, in hidden bases here on Earth or even off planet somewhere. But do you think that there's kind of like, you know, with this whole disclosure thing that people are hoping for, that the government's kind of leery about it because, I mean, there's a majority of people like us who are really mm -hmm. into this stuff. And yeah. to us, it'd be cool to go across the street and shake the hand of some alien, you know, some half alien. But there's also that other group of people that have that fear. And you think that's why the government might be holding back? So I think that there's two reasons that the government is holding back. Um, number one, you know, back in the 60s, when we first started talking about going into space, mm -hmm. um, the the NASA people, you know, the space agency, yes, to have known that there was something going on because, you know, I started this conversation with the moon. And they had to have known because there were lights up there, there was movement up there, there was all kinds of things going on. And they 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 asked a, a government agency um, before sending anyone out in space. They said, you know, what do we do? What do we do if they find someone? Because they knew they knew. Uh -huh. that, what do we do? So that that uh, that brought us the Brookings report which you probably mm -hmm. heard of, right? And in yeah. that report, I have that in my main book, um, in that report, they said, don't tell. Don't tell the public. The public won't be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. And so I really believe that they haven't changed that. I think they're still following that. I don't think anyone followed up on that. They're just using it as their law. Anyone working for the space agency today still has to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't talk about this stuff because they're afraid of worrying people. That's one of the reasons. The other reason is, um, you know, there just may be some uh, information that the government just doesn't want us to know. I mean, mm -hmm. they are, they get a really bad rap, um, but they may have some information that they, may want to use um, for defending our country and they don't want to share it with the other countries. That could be the one and only reason for what they do. And, you know, for me, I, I feel like all of us, like you and I have our different parts for this, this time, for this, 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 uh, this, wheel that's turning we have our our own role when it comes to disclosure or what we call first contact okay mm -hmm. we all have our job so my job is to disseminate information to let people know we're not alone to help mm -hmm. them understand the history to collect the stories to talk about it and um at some point i'm going to write a book about my own experiences mm -hmm. um, but that's a show 
you have the the same kind of mission you know you've got a hand in this so i think their their hand the government's hand is to do their whole thing with whatever the, it is they've got going on uh-huh. whatever it is with disclosure because they're just to me a separate entity that doesn't stop us from understanding or believing that we're not alone in the universe and there's something else going on that's our thing I believe that that whatever they've got going on, reverse engineering, spaceships or whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, I just I try to stay away from it and say, okay, that's their their uh, spike mm-hmm. in, in the whole wheel. So that may be a thing. I mean, all governments try to protect their countries. They right. don't want to share something that may have to do with defense. I don't think that it's about not wanting to 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 frighten us as much mm-hmm. as that. But I do have to tell tell you one thing. I really think that the extraterrestrials may be calling the, a lot of the shots here. So for, there was, uh, the shots of when we will know, mm-hmm. you know that for sure, when they will come in and tell us as a global community that they're out there. So there was this uh, gentleman, he was an Israeli uh, general. He came out a couple of years ago and he wrote a book that uh, talked about his life. Uh, he was decorated general, he was rich, he was old, and he said he could do whatever he wanted. And he said that they that we have people working on Mars with extraterrestrials. He wasn't supposed to tell it, but he told it anyway. Right. And he, he said that the uh, extraterrestrials said we weren't ready to know. Mm-hmm. All right? So, and not to tell us. So, from that statement and some other things, it seems to me that they are preparing us and they will make that that judgment as to when we're going to have open communication mm-hmm. on a global scale with mm-hmm. them. You know, what comes to mind when we talk about this particular thing, you know, as far as who's going to talk to who and when, I always think of the old Frankenstein movies, you know, because humans are like that. I mean, if, if somebody finds out there's a couple of extraterrestrials living on the corner and they and then they become afraid, then the pitchforks are going to come out and so are the, the torches and they're going to be hunting them down. I mean, that's just human nature. So I agree with you in that, you know, so the, 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 the extraterrestrials are probably waiting for a point in which that's not going to happen. You know, that's why we're getting fed this stuff. And little chunks. It's not like we're getting these huge chunks of information about about these ETs. We're getting small chunks at a time so that everybody's being conditioned and being prepared for it. Humanity is still, I agree, humanity is still a warring race of being, really. I mean, we've got technology, but spiritually, it's not so much there. You know, our our focus here are are, are on conflict still and materialism Mm -hmm. and things are not equal across the board, you know, for everybody. So, yeah, there's issues here and there's problems. But, you know, here's something very interesting. There is a gentleman uh, named Alex Collier who has said that he is the ambassador for the group of uh, extraterrestrials known as the Andromedans. And I was listening to him the other day. I believe he is a representative. I don't believe people are making this stuff up, all mm-hmm. right? And he's been out there a long time talking. And he said, the uh, Andromedan said, we, humanity, needs to grow up. Mm-hmm. We need to do away with those weapons. We need to treat the earth differently. It's not going to be allowed for us to have a, a world war that's going to kill all the life here. They weren't the only ones that said that, by the way. The extraterrestrials that visited Eisenhower, that are said to have visited Eisenhower, said that too. But they said, if we don't change, if we don't grow up, there could be consequences to, for us. Now, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? How are they going to stop us? Well, one thing that he said is they may come earlier than expected or earlier than they planned mm-hmm. to let us know that they're out there because, you know, in order to prevent us from such a thing as destroying mm-hmm. ourselves and life here. So they're watching. They're watching. And let's think about this too. Let's think about the technology. 
We had to have gotten it from somewhere. I mean, well, let's face it, back in the 40s and 50s, you know, we were just trudging along, and then there was a big surge, you know, the late 60s, all up until the 80s. You know, we got we got microwaves, we got all this stuff, stealth technology, and all these different things that they've been able to come up with, rockets even, you know, rockets to propel us to the, to the moon or propel us in the orbit. Right. And this is something that, oh, it, 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 you know, you can see it took years, but really, it, and you know, in the span of a century, it's, it's the blink of an eye is when this stuff came up. So it had to be coming from somewhere. Yeah, uh, you know, there, there is, um, again, if, if this, is, this is speculation that uh, there are some ET scientists that actually have been working with humans mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. in these secret bases that we keep hearing about. Um, giving, you know, technology upgrades, trying to extend our life, giving us uh, knowledge of science and medicine that have helped us. I mean, that's all, like I said, speculation, but there, it, there is a rumor about that. And also, these more advanced extraterrestrials could, you know, give us information through channeling and telepathy. Sometimes, yes. you know, when you have a thought, uh, your thought isn't always your own. It could be coming from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So some of the information could have been given to people and they thought it was their creation um, in, in science or technology or even music. But sometimes it's coming from somewhere else because they are able to do that. They are able to put thoughts in our head. I think, and I don't remember what show it was, but I think ancient aliens did something on that along that line that that the top scientists that have been creating stuff like stealth and whatnot, they felt there was some kind of connection to the aliens, you know, that they were in communication with the aliens if they weren't part alien themselves. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't see that that episode. Um, mm -hmm. I actually haven't seen a whole lot of the episodes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I mean that that could be a thing, and there could be you know we're talking about getting into. Uh, people that are across between human and, and ETs that have come mm -hmm. in here, um, you know, bringing knowledge. Uh, people who claim they are walk-ins, who came from the other side in um, with with information. Who knows how they could be giving information to us right. in effort to help us? And like you said, you know, they're giving us. I think, like you say, they're allowing us. To get this technology, but they also want to see what we're going to do with it. You know, are we going to behave ourselves? And like you say, are we going to start other wars and use it to, to end the wars? Or what are we going to do? You know, and I think, and I agree with you that that's what they're doing. And whatever consequences they're talking about, who knows what they're talking about, you know, punishing us or, or whatever, you know, for using this stuff the wrong way. But I, I do believe, like you do, I, I do believe they're keeping an eye on us to see what we're going to do with, with what they're giving us. I do too. And I also, I, I wanted to address your comment about people with pitchforks going after them. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think um, some of that may be just misinformation out of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I think Hollywood scares, scares people in all, many different ways. And uh, I think, you know, as much as I, I, I believe the extraterrestrials may be trying to educate us and they have succeeded in some some media, there are others who are uh, portraying the whole idea of there being extraterrestrials out there in a, in a, in a very uh, negative light. Right, right. And I think that people need to understand that um, if we, if they wanted to, we, <laughs> we'd be gone. We'd all be, right. we'd all be slaves. Um, we're talking about beings um, in, in various stages of, of life. And, different groups of extraterrestrials. So whereas we're beginning, we're, we're new to the idea of going into space and we're working towards that. Mm -hmm. There could be civilizations that are hundreds and then thousands, other thousands, millions, billions of years ahead of us already, you know. And if they wanted to, they could have just, you know, come in here and and, and done and, and swooped down and done their thing. Now, I said that there were extraterrestrials out there that are, uh, trying to protect us. People don't have, have gotten annoyed with me for saying that. They want to only hear the negative because there right. have been some negative things happen. I honestly believe there are extraterrestrials that are ignoring a rule 
and, and coming in anyway and doing their thing. That could be, that could be, be the case. That could be a thing. But, um, so Gene Roddenberry. I, my I have, favorite. Yeah, I got to tell you my Gene Roddenberry story because it's one of my favorites. So Gene Roddenberry was known to have been sitting in on, sitting in on channeling sessions with a woman who said that she was channeling extraterrestrials that were in Earth's vicinity on a large ship and they were on missions of peace, all right? That their crew were made up, was made up of different races from different places, all right? Now, they are out there, um, according to her, and the reason that, uh, we have Star Trek today is because uh, it's thought that Gene Roddenberry used that information to create Star Trek, mm -hmm. all right, and some scripts. And that that is one way that we've been educated into accepting the idea that there are extraterrestrials out there. This, this, this series he created, as crazy as it is, and this may, might, might drive some scientists nuts to hear me say we're used, they're using sci-fi to prove they're extraterrestrials, but that would be a logical way to do it if you wanted to reach masses of people, which he right. has right. done and which people are more open. But it's interesting to see that those were the good guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, we, we have been told um, that or at least there have been some stories in the news in in the past that there were asteroids heading towards Earth and they kind of veered off. Have you ever seen an asteroid hitting Earth since you've been alive? No. They kind of were pushed pushed to the side, you know, or or a meteor or whatever. They pushed it. It looked like they were pushed to the side. Mm -hmm. Also, we've had um, UFOs around military installations mm -hmm. where the missiles were disarmed. Somebody's doing that. Could it be the same crew? that uh, Gene Roddenberry was talking about. You know, is there uh, uh, the, the Ashtar Command or, or the Galactic Federation? That, that gentleman from that was Israeli talked about uh, the people being on Mars. He said, mm -hmm. it was, he called them the Galactic Federation, all right? And I had heard that name many years ago and I was shocked to, to hear him to hear that coming from mainstream TV. So my mm -hmm. point is, I don't think we need to get out, you know, pitchforks and, and all of this stuff, right. you know, because they are benevolent beings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think Earth is under their protection for now, until we get to the point where we can fend for ourselves. And that would make absolutely sense for there to be a federation in the galaxy for new civilizations that still are not able to protect themselves from the advanced ones to mm -hmm. be you know, kind of watching over us. So. Well, I would think, and I know there's a lot of talk about the reptilians, mm -hmm. you know, not be, being not so nice, but I would think it's like with any other society. You know, you got all these alien societies out there. You know, you have to have the good with the bad to create that balance, that balance in the universe. And so I would think like with the aliens, it's like anything else. You've got good aliens and you've got, you know, you've got not so nice aliens out there. And like you say, perhaps it's the good aliens that are here that, that are protecting us right now till we, like you say, till we get our technology up to a certain part, you know, extent to where these bad aliens can't come in and take over. You know, it's, just, it's a fine balance. I think so. I think that's what's going on. And, you know, and, and the fact that there are said to be federations and mm -hmm. galactic hierarchies out there makes perfect sense. I mean, we have uh, something similar here on Earth, although it doesn't always work. We have governments trying to keep things in order, right? Mm -hmm. Why not out there? Why not out? Why not have someone out there that is trying to keep the peace in the galaxy? Now, why would they try to keep the peace in the galaxy? Because there have been wars out there in the past. Mm -hmm. They had to go through growing pains and experiences as well. And it looks like they've gotten to the point, many of them, where they've got it together and somebody is, is running things. I believe also, talking about running things, um, mm -hmm. if you don't mind me talking about uh, 
the um, the what I call the cosmic freeway. Since we're talking about yeah, since we're talking about uh, people controlling things out there and watching, I, I say that we cannot be visited on Earth. Um, SETI, <laughs> SETI is still looking for contact. They're still looking for stuff. All right, they're saying nothing can come across. You know, all of those uh, miles, it takes thousands of years to go from point A to point B in the universe. That can't be a thing. We can't be visited. However, we're being visited. <laughs> okay, even the government, our government is talking about us being visited and trying to figure out who the heck it is, what the heck it is. So it is a thing. So how is it happening? They're using um, what I call the, cos uh, the cosmic freeway. They're using, they have apparently have the technology to utilize wormholes and stargates, or you can say portals. Right, and right. This, this technology, however they're doing it, is not something that we haven't talked about. Uh -huh. The space agency on their website talks about a time where maybe we'll be able to use Wormholes. Of course, we don't understand the technology that's way in the future, but at least they're talking about it. All right. Uh -huh. They're trying to figure it out. And some of them are saying, oh, it can never happen if you need too much energy and all of this. But if you've got advanced beings that are that far ahead of us out there, it is not surprising that they've worked out that kind of technology where they can use something like worm wormholes and stargates. And stargates, uh -huh. again, stargates, it was a series. And it did introduce us to the idea of people being able to travel against, uh, across the galaxy and the universe. But I wanted to go back and say that in ancient times here on Earth, people were talking about portals or stargates. I don't know what words they were using, but there were these, oh, doors. They used doors. They would say that the gods would come in and out of these doors, all right? And they were located in different parts of the earth. So, and they weren't, they weren't flying through them always. They were walking through them. So this technology has been out there and it's been around. And I believe that there is someone out there that is in charge of that too, that is controlling that cosmic freeway. I don't think it's just willy nilly out there for, you know, people to, to, to you. So that, you know, if you're wondering how they tra traversed all of those miles, I think that they have some kind of technology like that. That's interesting that you say that because, and I don't know if this woman had seen a ghost in her front yard, or maybe it was an alien, but I got in Flasherville one time, I was, I was visiting this lady and she told me a story about one of her friends. And she, the lady had been sitting out front in her yard, daylight, and she saw this being, and she didn't know, she didn't recognize it, you know, as, as a human. But she saw this being walk across her lawn, and it stepped up like it was going, you know, up on stairs. Yeah. And it looked like a door, like a door opened, and it walked right through and disappeared. So it's funny that you, you, you say that. Well, you know what? I don't believe everything that we see out there is a ghost, by the way. People call everything a ghost. They can't explain. Everything's not a ghost. Right, right. There are beings walking around here that are invisible. They are ethereal, and they're not a ghost. When something moves, sometimes you may have a relative that is on the other side trying to get your attention. Mm -hmm. Yes, but it's not always. So, yeah, she could have seen someone entering a portal mm -hmm. that opened up, and they crossed over into another dimension or another world. And, that's another, another world. and that's another thought I've had. You know, ever since I was reading the uh, – Incident in the Mojave, the, 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 that book, the, the, the Mojave incident about that couple that got abducted in the Mojave Desert came home and they still had things happening. It's interesting because when you look at paranormal ghost cases and you look at what happened to these people, it's the same thing. Where they talk about the room getting really cold and they can see the aliens cut, cut, you know, walking through the walls. And the levitations and all this going on. And as a paranormal investigator, that really made me wonder whether I was investigating ghosts or whether what we're actually talking to on these EVPs aren't aliens. Because when you get the EVPs, you know, a lot of the times, unless it's a class A and it's right there, they are so far away. And sometimes they're even mechanical sounding, you know, like you're going across dimensions. So that really got me to wondering about all that. 
Isn't that something? And you know what else? There's um, <clears throat> there's been incidents from uh, people on the other side using a telephone. You know, uh -huh. they can use a telephone to call us, right? Uh huh. Um, I don't know if you've ever gotten anyone from the other side doing it, but we've heard of it. I would think that extraterrestrials would be able to, with advanced technology, would be able to do the the same thing. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, you're all not always dealing with the ghost. And you yes. could also, just as a side note, not even always extraterrestrials. There are uh, beings here that I believe that were, uh, that are from Earth that we cannot see. Okay, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Looking at all of the stories of the goblins or stories of elves and stories of brownies. And, uh -huh. and I, I knew someone who saw a little brownie guy about 12 feet tall once. The lady was as sane as, as anybody else, and she told me this story. And um, so I think that there are also beings on the earth besides ourselves and the animals and insects uh -huh. that we can see. I think there are some that we can't see, too. Uh -huh. that can manifest. Those also could be some that may be on the EVPs. Uh -huh. Absolutely. I agree with that. And that's why I, I, when I go out now, to do an investigation, I try to look at it twofold. I look at it, okay, maybe it's a, maybe this is a ghost, but maybe this might be an alien or, or some other type of being, you know, that, that's out there. Because it's just so close. Like when you read their description and you read the description of what paranormal investigators are getting when they're out in the field, it's just, you know, it's just really tight like that. It's that close. I'm so, I'm so glad that you know that and have that attitude because a lot of people don't. A lot of investigators aren't there yet. Uh -huh. mentally what uh -huh. they're thinking they're not there thinking okay it could be an et that's bothering these people it could be something else from out there and i've also talked with people that have been abducted and taken aboard ships and they talk about the holograms and they talk about one gentleman even said that his deceased aunt was there but it was a hologram and, you know, maybe that's what we're saying. You know, maybe it's going to turn out all this ghost hunting we all do and, you know, all this stuff. It turns out it's the aliens that are here. That's how they're keeping an eye, a close eye on all of us, that, the, that they come in as a hologram of our relative. Who knows? But uh -huh. I'm just saying is that there's a lot of reports of people who are taken aboard and they see deceased family members, you know, on, on the ships. Well, are they interacting, Charlotte, with the deceased family members? Or do they, have they ever talked about talking with them? Yeah. They've uh -huh. talked with them. And there's also the women, if, if you know the story about the women that have gotten pregnant on these ships, and it's because they get up there and there's this, this beautiful man standing there, like a Nordic, you know, real, real gorgeous guy standing there to mate with them, to create these, you know, these hybrid babies. So, I mean, it's happening all the time when people get abducted. Could it be, could it be too, I'm just going to throw this, out there you guys that's what we're doing and i was throwing things out tonight which is fascinating uh could it be that we are a lot of us are extraterrestrials that have come down here and then mm -hmm. we're going off planet while we sleep mm -hmm. you know could that be a thing could our relatives actually have come in here and died and then returned to you know a ship or a planet or a right you know is heaven an et world right Right, exactly. Or, you know, our DNA even. I mean, I've, I've had people on the show who have claimed that, you know, we all have alien D you know, DNA in us also. So, I mean, the possibilities are endless. So, while we're here, we, you know, may not be able to remember who we are or why mm -hmm. we came. And then when some of us leave, we're returning back to a ship. When others right, leave, right. we're returning to a world. When uh, depending on on where the soul level is, you know, I was told by uh, a lady once that was a, a channeler and a medium that I was from Sirius, the planet Sirius. And I, when I asked her, well, why did I come to Sirius? She said, the soul has to go somewhere. I mean, why did I come to Earth? She said, the soul has to go somewhere. Right. right. There was a war. She said there was a war out there, and you came here. So, you know, if that's true, there are many people here who think that they are souls that came from heaven, and they're going to go back, and they're kind of in the clouds or whatever, when mm -hmm. in all actuality, they may have come in from another uh, world yes. to experience life on Earth, and then go back there. And then right. after that, there's even another 
you leave that world and, and go back. I mean, it gets mm -hmm. really complex. It does get complex. And I guess we're never going to know until full, until there's disclosure. We can actually have a one-on-one -on -one with, you know, whoever's calling the shots on the alien side. Yeah. So I think we have so many questions as a species about where we came from. And I think that a lot of information has come out. And I think that we're getting closer and we do have some answers, all right? But I do think that uh, in the beginning, we may have had the answers and the answers may have been lost uh -huh. or hidden. You know, we've got all of these uh, um, sacred books from so many different uh, religions around the world um, that things got confused. Uh, we had the Library of Alexandria that had just all kinds of books and information and records. It could have been there before that library was destroyed. I, t I talk about that in my book. Right. You know, they had a lot of information. But I think that one day, after you're right, after disclosure, there's someone out there that knows all of the answers, and they may be able to give it, you know, to us to humanity. Now, there is a theory, and I don't know that I agree with this. They're saying that um, reincarnation is because, you know, we're kind of, we came here and then we kind of got stuck and we keep going into this cycle and that some have come in here to try to, to rescue us and wake us up and get us out. That would be a really interesting, interesting thing. That mm -hmm. would explain, that would explain something that, you know, why we come in here in the first place. They say it's for experience, but it could be a rescue mission. Absolutely. This is so fascinating for me. I mean, this is a fascinating topic, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. And to look at the research that you've done and delving into this, I'm very impressed because you've been able to do this. Has it been hard to find this information? Well, the information, you know, it's it's been many years. I collect. I collect information. I have files and files uh, that I just throw information in in case I need it sometime. Uh -huh. I, I don't feel like it's been hard for me because that's kind of all I do <laughs> these days. <laughs> no, I don't think it's been too hard. I mean, it, it requires a lot of research, uh -huh. but I, but you know, it's it's out there, and I think that uh, because of the way the world is with the technology today, we have more information available to us. It's easier to get it, to, to get to it. So. Well, have you found that anybody has, has blocked you from trying to get the information? Because I know I've talked to people that do research like you do, and that they find themselves kind of running up against these, these mysterious roadblocks where they'll have something on their computer and then it can zap out or it disappears. Have you run anything like that? Not yet. Okay. No, not yet. I've been okay. I honestly, uh, I believe we all have, you know, guides around us and mm -hmm. uh, working with us. Yeah, you know, and I, 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 I think some of it is, is, is you know, their help and and uh, their their guidance. And I feel like they're they're giving me uh, downloads sometimes. But no, I haven't. Um, I haven't run across anything being deleted yet or mm -hmm. wrote. Thank goodness. And I hope that it doesn't, <laughs> that I don't. Um, yeah. So um, do you mind if I talk about signs and signals? Because we're going to run Go out of time. Go for it. So yeah. one of my chapters is titled, um, We Are Not Alone, mm -hmm. Signs, Signals, Messages, and Clues. And mm -hmm. I just want to tell everybody that we have actually received some uh information from extraterrestrials uh well we have across the board there's many different ones that have but there's some really interesting things that came came up with the uh, crop circles now i've had people tell me they don't believe crop circles are real i don't know what they're talking about when you've got things appearing overnight that are, are the size of several several football stadiums or fields mm -hmm. connected i don't know how they think that came up overnight but okay you know, these are little things. They're not just, a, you know, a, a, the size of a house. They're huge. But anyway, so one of my favorite story, and it's not something that was hard to find, but I, I have to tell you that when I first saw this, I didn't believe it, and I passed over it several times in my, excuse me, my light's going to fall. <laughs> Sorry. Several <laughs> times in, 
several times in my life I passed over this this story, and uh, eventually it, it came to light. So there is a um, a crop circle, and the name of it is the Crabwood Crop Circle. Okay. This thing is a two-piece, we'll say crop formation, because these they're not even circles anymore, right? They've changed mm -hmm. shapes or formations. This was a two-fold crop formation, guys. And one of them is a picture of an alien, all right? He looked very close to like a gray alien, but not exact, but very close to one. And there's all types of those. Mm -hmm. So people will look at it and say, okay, it looks like gray. I think it's slightly different. But it's a huge head with a face, right? Mm -hmm. True story. Now, next to him um, is a separate uh, uh, circle. It's a circle in the shape of a disc. Have you seen this, Charlotte? I have seen them. Yeah, I've seen those photos. It's in the shape of a disc, and I thought it was a hoax when I first saw it. Right. I can't tell you how many times I went past that thing. So, oh, somebody put that up. Forget it. It wasn't a hoax. It was studied. It was there was a documentary written on it, <clears throat> excuse me, and the scientists were able to decode what was being said in the disc. And uh -huh. I'm gonna read it to you. Okay. The alien told us beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises. Much pain, but still time. There is good out there. We oppose deception. This was in 2002. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know who they were talking about, mm -hmm. but they were able to use the crop seals as a billboard to give us a warning. And it could be that they're warning us against extra other extraterrestrials because we know that there, that story of Eisenhower where right. extraterrestrials came in is that basically, you know, we want to cut the deal with you. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a good deal. Um, it could have been them or it could be someone in the future. But the point is, we have received messages from them. Um, some that can talk to us via telepathy. Mm -hmm. Some that apparently can speak language in English because I've got a story in my book, of, a book, my book about that where they were talking to an individual in Britain mm -hmm. using English. And one of them, I think, was speaking Spanish. So they mm -hmm. can learn to talk. All right. But these guys, maybe they can't, you know, land the crop circle uh, extraterrestrials because the crop circles have been seen. There have been balls of light making these formations. That's been recorded and seen and documented. So maybe they can't land, but they sure got that message across. Mm -hmm. So you should, you know, know that we do get signals and signs from them. There's one in my book where this, the CIA uh, declassified something that was uh, decoded. Um, there's another crop circle too, where the extraterrestrials uh, wrote about their makeup, what they're made of, how many people live on their planet. We've got messages, and I find that that's very interesting anyway. <laughs> that is interesting. No, it's fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating. I'm glad you brought that up. But, yeah, because I have seen I've seen the photos of those, and it's just absolutely incredible. So, yeah, so here's his here's homework for your audience. <laughs> look at the crab. Go online and look up the crab wood crop circle. Yes. And go to images. Google Images. Oh my God, it's real. They they did a documentary on it. A lady was walking through this thing. It didn't pop up uh, through uh, men with wheelbarrows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and another thing, can I can I talk about the oceans, Charlotte? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please, um, guess. Okay. So guys, we have UFOs and we have USOs. Okay. underwater submerged objects and i want to let you know that is a real thing and it's been going on throughout history mm -hmm. one of the first people i have in my my book that experienced it was christopher columbus he talked about mm -hmm. seeing usos which he did not call them that of course mm -hmm. he didn't know what he said that. but he saw them go into the water he and his his team all right 
Um, people are seeing them today. And the, uh, the thought is basically that there are extraterrestrials living in the deep bodies of water on Earth. Um, the Navy has seen them on radar. Uh, there was one lady who came forward who uh, told a story, an amazing story, um, where she said they, she was with a team who were looking at beached whales, mm -hmm. and it looked like the meat of the whales had been extracted. So they brought in uh, uh, equipment to scour the ocean and look, and she said they, they did see some beings down there, and um, they, they were there in our deepest oceans, and she said they have a habitat, they've got weaponry, uh, they've got vehicles. And uh, she is, I know the reason I believe her, because some people say, oh, no, 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 no. That's mm -hmm. the craziest thing I have ever heard. But guys, there are the Russians who have declassified a lot of their UFO uh, files. Half of them had UFOs, and they talk about the uh, Russian Navy people, men, doing training and running into extraterrestrials in the deep ocean. And they tried to capture them and they were fired on and two of them died. Three of them were injured. That's a story that the Russians uh, have declassified. So that's why I, 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 I'm all over this other woman, this woman's story, because we have a government that declassified that story. It's a well-known story. Right. If you have, yeah. So. Absolutely. And let's see. UFOs have been seen off the coast. Yeah, off the coast of Malibu, Marisa. One, one, one of our observers tonight. Yeah, in fact, not only are they off the coast of Malibu, but uh, Mary Joyce was on a, you know, a, a few days ago. We were, we were talking about that underwater base that, that where, you know, where, they th where she thinks there's a base underneath there. An alien base, and like Marisa just said, yeah, there's been reports of UFOs going being seen going underwater in Malibu. That's about where all that is. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've got some places in the book, some uh, where they're thought to be bases around the world. You know, if you get a chance to to look it up, maybe your library has it. <laughs> I'm not going to. I love your book. I love your book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's one of those books I keep going back over and over on. Your book. <laughs> I love your book. Oh, thank you. Thank I love you. It to death. <laughs> you know, it's always fun to have you on. And uh, we get into some really lively conversations when, when we're on the air together. And I really appreciate you coming. Thank you for having me. I love coming on. I love you, Charlotte. Thank you. I love you too, Constance. How can people find you? Uh, my book's are on Amazon. I'm on Facebook. Constance Victoria Briggs, I have a page, and I have a Galactic Briggs on Instagram, which is just going up. So you can look at me up there. I'll be posting. Okay, fair enough. Thank you again. Wait, wait. wait. I also have a website. But I have oh, a website. I forgot. I forgot. Go ahead. Constance Briggs is my website. Okay. Briggs.com. You can email me through that. Okay. My bad. Bad host. Bad. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I get ahead of myself. We'll have to get you back on again because it's so fun to talk with you and have you on. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, Constance. Have a great one. Thank you. You too. Bye, okay, everybody. Bye. It is so fun to have her on and, and, and talk with her about this stuff. Her book is terrific. If you guys get a chance to buy it, I encourage you to buy it. Really good stuff in there. All right, tomorrow's Casual Friday with Medium Nancy Matz. And in the line of it being Valentine's Day, we're going to be talking about have you met the, do you believe that you've met the love of your life? So we're going to be talking about that stuff. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry, do you, but oh, my bad. My bad. Do you believe in love at first sight? That's what I get for not reading my thing right. Do you believe in love at first sight with me and Nancy Matz? Also, a quick change is Monday, Nancy's going to be with us as well, talking about twin flames. So we're trying to kind of stack up for Valentine's Day stuff, all right? And be on the lookout next Wednesday, which is Valentine's Day, because I'm going to be building. We're going to be over in the other studio. We're going to have a fun night, and I'm going to be building a Valentine's gingerbread house. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Anyway, I will see you guys tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And I hope you enjoyed this show as much as I did. It's always fun to talk with Constance. So I will see you tomorrow. And 
Have a great evening, everybody. Bye.